explain it. So without further ado, I'm beyond excited to have Mr. Tyler Glennon on with us. I'm going to give a short bio and let him expand on it. But this young man, as handsome as he is, is 24 years old. In his third month with us, protected over 100 families. His, um, his fourth month, he slowed down a little bit and protected 80 families. Fast forward, we're on his sixth month in life insurance sales, and he protects average between 40 and 50 families every single month, as well as he's leading a team that now protects over 200 families a month, and he's focused on growth, and he's just a tremendous guy. I've been got a chance to spend some time with him over the past few months. He was he spoke on stage at our annual convention just a few uh, few months ago in Miami, which is incredible to hear him say. He did a great job of objections and uh, rebuttals and how, how to focus on that, and we're going to have him dig into that here shortly. But I've been talking a bunch, and I'm going to slow down and pass it to him and let him take over and, and uh, introduce himself and tell a little backstory so everyone kind of gets to know you, brother. Yeah. And the first thing I want to say is that, you know, like the reason that I love this business and Grady kind of just touched on it a little bit is we all have the same opportunity to be able to do whatever we want inside the business. So like if Grady is maybe like at like a level eight, right? And I'm a level four, Grady's the spark notes, right? Like when I was in school, I never actually like read the books for the book reports. So like what I was trying to do is like go online and like Google the spark notes, right? Because I was trying to figure out all the stuff. Just I, I wanted to get all the, the good stuff rather than having to sift through all the crap to actually be able to get there, right? So like Grady, I'm going to be able to go to Grady and be like, hey man, like what do I have to do to get from 10 families a month on my own to 20? And then like, how do I get my agency to grow? And like, what do I have to, where should I invest my time? Right. So Grady's got all the answers. So I want to plug into Grady because Grady's going to be able to accelerate my growth. So day in and day out, like inside this business, like it's really important. And like when I got started, I didn't know anything about the insurance industry. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know about building an agency. I didn't know anything. And there was some, there was one person that I really like connected with and I saw doing it at a high level. And I just said, man, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. And I just started asking him questions and I just followed in his footsteps. And that's what's led me to get to where I am today. And there's people that are way higher levels that I'm following and asking questions and learning from now, like Grady. And I mean, we all have the same opportunity to be able to do the same things inside the space, which is why I love it so much. Me too, bro. Me too. So give us the backstory. So you're 24 years old, hitting the cover off the ball with production, building a team. What, where did you come from? What was the backstory? What, um, what led you to insurance? And then we'll kind of, then we'll go from there. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania, ended up going off to, uh, to Maine to play college hockey, University of New England. And my whole thing was like, I just wanted to find a way to be able to make some money, <laughs> right? And like where, where I came from, it was go to school, get a job. That's right. And I was like, all right, so I'm gonna take school really, really seriously now. So I was in school at a 3.8 and I had an internship and I was doing all this stuff to set myself up for, to be able to get a job. And I started to ask my manager, I was like, hey, like how much do the entry level positions make at the company? And he was like, $42,000 a year. And I was like, man, like 42, like I wanted to make like six figures, you know, I thought that would be cool. And I was listening to podcasts and reading books and heard Bradley's podcast about starting, you know, getting into in insurance. And I was following him at that point. And, you know, some things happened, um, ended up girlfriend ended up dumping me. And I was like, I'm out. Like, I don't even want to be in, in school anymore anyway. And like, I'm just going to leave. So I just ended up moving back home into a friend's house and just doing insurance full time. And at that point, I had done it two months with um, part time and I wasn't really successful. And I think that the reason I wasn't successful up until that point is because I didn't take it seriously. I was just kind of doing my free time when I had the time because I was in class, 
I was traveling for hockey. I, was, I, I had practiced during the day and, you know, there's stuff going on. Um, but right when I took it seriously, I started to do, to do really, really well. Uh, and so I dropped out, started to uh, just dial all day long. I wanted to try to accelerate my learning curve as fast as possible and just put in a ton of activity and action. That's something that you'll hear me say a lot is just activity and action because the more that you do, the more that you're going to learn. And that doesn't mean that after one day of dialing a lot, you're going to be able to learn everything that you need to know to be able to be successful. That just means that after failing forward and just learning over and over and over, like even if you're not doing well, you're going to be able to take the lessons and the things that you're learning. And now you have more information, more wisdom and experience to be able to make better decisions inside your business. Right. So now you're like, Hey, this works. This doesn't, I'm going to keep doing this. And that's kind of where I was at. Um, just trying to throw stuff against the wall, do as much training as possible, watch a lot of videos and just get a bunch of information to be able to make better decisions. Cause at that point in time, I didn't have any money and I took out a loan for my first batch of leads. So Ooh, had wow. to make it work. <laughs> Good for you. Um, the girlfriend, she try to reach back out to you now to get back together because that would be like this guy's I made a mistake honey I'm so sorry I've I'm, I was overlooked your your potential what what do we need to I want to come move in with you in Arizona <laughs> no we're we done with her yeah no we're not together okay no, good yeah. all right good hey focus, focus on your business <laughs> hey you know there's a mistake mistake sweetie sorry um so, okay, you're now here focused. You're in Pennsylvania. You're dialing. How did you end up in Arizona? Yeah, so Andy Elliott ended up partnering with Brad um, for Real Financial to run the training. And uh, Andy and I connected and talked one time, and uh, he basically convinced me um, that it was the right decision, and I totally agreed with him, to move out to Arizona to, to live with him for a couple of months to basically um, you know, help him and his wife figure out a little bit about insurance, but also they were trying to uh, show me and give Real Financial the, the piece of the company that Brad is building, uh, like someone who could set the standard and kind of be the example. And I was all in. So he basically closed me on moving out to Arizona, living with him. So I got to spend some uh, a good amount of time with him and his wife, Jacqueline. Um, and I lived with them for, for four months and you know never left. <laughs> That's it's cool. Welcome to Arizona. Yeah. I, I, I love it here, man. So happy to have you. So, okay. So we fast forward. Now you're building a team, selling consistently. Let's talk about, you know, a lot of people are always looking for someone to copy, right? Most people are coming to us, start part-time, dabble in it. Maybe they did insurance before, weren't that successful. They find us, and now we have a standard of work ethic that is, I mean, it's uncommon in the business landscape. I always make a joke. I'm like, if these telemarketers who call me about Medicare one time, if they called me triple dialed me, I'd probably end up buying some Medicare just because they call many, they don't, no one calls three times. No one calls six times in a day. And you think about the way that we present and push to get the job done here. It's just so different. So now here you are, you're in Arizona, you're focused on your team, you're focused on your personal production. What is your schedule? Like what is you, what are you, what are things that you do that you feel are like cornerstones or bookends to your day or your business practice that puts you in a good state of mind so that you can be successful and then also things that maybe you're guiding. So what's your schedule on a weekly basis to kind of for people that go, okay, I could do that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's changed over time. Sure. And I'll, I guess I'll just touch on this first. When I was just trying to figure out how to dial, it was dial at least, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. And that was because I was just trying to learn as much as possible. Um, you know, outside of that, like right now with what I'm doing, I love to go to the gym in the morning get my hour of exercise in. Um, I love to read, listen to podcasts, books, audiobooks, things like that. Just getting good information. Again, like always just trying to get to the next level of wherever we're at, right? Um, and then after that, um, I love to 
spend a couple of my first couple hours of my day checking in with new agents, getting people set up, trying to give everybody the opportunity and all the, the correct resources and show them, give, give everybody the answers that they need to be able to be successful, right? Um, so that's the first part of my day. And then I'm dialing in the afternoon um, in the middle of part of my day. And then, uh, you know, we're doing Zoom trainings and I'm dialing at night too, or I'm onboarding new agents and trying to recruit and, you know, trying to build that way. Okay. So, and that's every day? Yeah. 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 Five, six days a week, no doubt. And then uh, on Sundays, a lot of my day is one-on-one -on -one calls with my team and I'm doing Zoom calls. You know, like I'm really big on, you know, numbers and like KPIs and especially with telesales, I think that you have to be, okay. you know, with in-homes, it's like, all right, hey, hit your 30 appointments, right? And over the phone, it's like, get to your 30 presentations. Okay. But how do we get to 30 presentations? Right. So in my head, when my agents come to me and they're like, hey, I need help here. I'm like, OK, what are your KPIs? Are you do you have the activity level to be able to make adjustments? Because if you don't have the activity level, there's no reason for us to believe that you're going to be able to get the results. But if you have the activity level every single day, which for me, my KPIs for my guys and what we do, it's two at least two four hour sessions of dialing a day. That's going to give you enough dials to be able to work the amount of leads that you're supposed to get at, on a full time schedule. And inside of that, I want to have the attitude that I'm going to dial 300 people. I might not hit my 300 because I'm going to have conversations, but I want to be dialing. I don't want to be scrolling on Instagram, screwing around, looking out the window, you know, whatever it is, right? I want to be focused. And I want to be dialing. I want to have a high activity level. When I do that, I'm able to get two to three presentations each session and one to two sales a day, five presentations a day, one to two sales over the phone. That's our day. That's our goals. Those are the KPIs. So if my agents don't hit those, that's step one. You have to hit those to be able to have a conversation about us actually tweaking something. And those are what my Sundays are. It's, it's spending time with them, just trying to do a little bit more one-on-one -on -one stuff and, and give them the opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, get the information that I've been able to accumulate over the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So say one more time. It's, this is this, these are your standards. Go through one more time. Yeah. So the first thing is two, four hour Someone sessions. Someone write this down, put it in the chat. Go ahead. Two, four hour sessions of dialing okay. because you have to hit, you have to get enough dials and to be able to be successful. Okay. Um, so two, four hour sessions. Inside of that, I want to have the attitude and the activity level of I'm going to hit 300 people per session. Okay. And you're probably not going to, which is totally fine. But that's the attitude we have to have. When okay. we have that, we're going to be able to get two to three presentations each session. Inside of that, we should be able to get one to two sales a day. So Got one it. sale, um, you know, really like one sale out of five presentations is the goal. So five presentations a day, if we can get one sale out of five presentations, that's good, but we have room to grow. And if you're getting zero sales, then we need to tweak something. If you have the activity level, then you have to come back and say, hey, I'm doing everything right. You're telling me to do all this stuff, but I don't have the results. Likely, you know, something is going wrong during the conversation and we can fix that. So those are the, uh, the KPIs. It's fantastic. So, I mean, eight hours a day of work times five days is 40 hours. That's a job. That's a regular job. And there's many people that go to work for 25, 30, 40 bucks an hour, right? And then you go, well, here insurance, the, you do that, do one to two sales per four hour block of time, two to four sales a day, uh, just say that's 10 to 20 sales a week, 10 to 20 sales inside of 40 hours, that hourly rate is uh, exceptional. But most people go, I don't want to dial all day. And mm -hmm. I'm, this is hard and I don't like rejection and people are mean, Tyler. And they called me names and they told, you know, and then they just come up with these, like, they, they, they take it personal, mm -hmm. right? When this is just business, this is just a business transaction 
where you're looking for people that are that love their families more than most. That's why they filled out a lead card, and they just need someone with confidence to come in there and help clarify the confusion they have about life insurance. And really important thing that you just said there is confidence, right? If I believe in what I'm what I'm selling, no matter what it is, I want to be able to transfer that into the people that I'm actually selling, right? Because if I'm explaining why this is such a great thing to somebody and I don't believe it and I don't have that clarity and that certainty in my voice, and again, over the phone, the only thing that they have to judge us is our voice. So we have to be able to display that confidence through our voice. So knowing what to say in different situations and giving them all the reasons to buy and move forward because we're the perfect person to do business with today rather than giving them excuses to want to think about it and push that decision off because we don't sound like we really know what we're talking about. And there's a huge difference and you'll see the gap like if you get hit with objections or just leading up to the close. Like there's some little things that I can like go over with you guys, some tactical stuff that will help. But at the end of the day, it's really just trying to give them the courage and the confidence to be able to move forward today and do business with us today rather than Jake from State Farm tomorrow. I love it. So what time, let's just a couple of quick rapid fire questions. What are leads, kind of leads are you working or do you get new agents started? Yeah. So if no one's done uh, sales before, phone sales or anything to do with insurance, I always recommend aged leads just because you're going to be able to get in there. You're going to like, you know, work out some kinks and we're going to be able to, uh, you know, mess up a couple of times and it won't cost you a ton of money. So we're big on ILC one months. I love to just dial those anyway. But after you've kind of gotten your reps in with those, if you have some experience, instant leads, um, there's different leads out there like Nectar and Smart Financial. Those are ones that we work. Um, there's a whole you know, if you just go on Google and you just Google like instant, fresh, final expense leads for insurance, um, you'll see about like 400 companies pop up. It's a bunch. Yeah. I mean, there's most of them yeah. are the same. Yeah. It's a bunch of lead vendors. It's, it's not the leads. It's your yeah. commitment to your, your skill development. So that's it. So, yeah. so a bunch of different leads. Is there a budget you try to get a new agent started with? Yeah. So I would, I would recommend any new agent coming in, um, like obviously if your situation is you don't have any money in the bank and you had 16 cents like I did when I started, you know, not everybody's going to take up, take out a loan to be able to buy their first batch of leads. But if you can muster up like $300 for one month and you can get one sale and it's an Americo sale and you can get, you know, a thousand AP, like you're going to double your money. So, I mean, if you can just muster up a couple hundred bucks for your first round, um, I say after that, then we recycle, uh, after that, Really what we want to do is put at least $1,000 a week into leads. And for me, when I was selling the most that I was in a month, I was putting about 2500 even three grand a week into leads. And the ROI on that was way, way bigger, obviously, because we're selling the leads, we're working the leads enough to be able to squeeze the juice out of them. I like that. I've never heard that term before. That's, that's, that was a good term. Squeeze the juice out of them. Oh, got it. Um, okay, so leads. Now uh, we get new agents up and running. Is there any particular softwares you use? Uh, we have a CRM that, that we use. There's a couple different things that I really like about it. Uh, it has an appointment setter in there. So there's like a bot that will set appointments for you. So like if I drop in like 100 leads, um, this, you know, it'll send out an initial text. Hey, we got this information. Looks like you're, I don't know if you're looking around for the cheapest price yeah. or the best quality of coverage. And basically it'll try to uh, set an appointment. Um, That's cool. That's like a Zippo we have. It does that. Yeah, so same it's, thing. It's very cool. Okay, so software. And I always tell guys, I'm like, you know, when I first started, I had my leads, and then I had an Android phone they gave me for free. It was $10. I hate Android, and I, but I had no money. And so I would hand dial the Android, and then my goal was to just get my first, like, enough sales that my wife would let me go get a new iPhone because she's like, listen, it's a new business. You don't need to have, it just does it ring people's phone. And I'm like, yes. So, like, but in today's day and age, like, looking at this business and your expenses, 
is don't look at them as expenses, look at them as investments. And the beauty of being self-employed is that you get a 1099 and you can deduct, and utilize the Schedule C. And I'm not a tax person or giving you tax advice. Simply saying, Google, how to use a Schedule C on your taxes. And that's where you can put your expenses from your new business. So your softwares, your leads, your gas, your internet, like those expenses can be deducted from your income so that you don't look at these things as I'm spending money on my business. Look at it as I'm in, what's the hand? I'm investing money in my new business. So that's, that's the mindset around software and leads and just, you know, like a big thing in life, guys, too. Bet on yourself. Like bet on yourself, right? If if you got a few grand in the bank and God forbid tragedy strikes and you get fired from your job, how long is that few grand gonna last? A week, two weeks, three weeks? I mean, it's gonna take three to five weeks for you to get your first paycheck if you get hired in a new job. Take the money and bet on yourself. Now, I'm not making guarantees or promises, but I'm saying if if you got enough pressure, right? I had three, I had three kids and a wife I needed to not let down. Tyler's over here just with a chip on his shoulder trying to just make a dent in the earth, which is where you fall in between the two of us. And that's where you have to find that passion within you to push yourself to get to the next level. So I love it. So let's jump into, I want to do your um, presentation and then we'll do some, and what if you don't remember, if you, many of you were in Miami, Tyler was on stage in Miami with Andy and Jackie and did a, a magnificent job of rebuttals and Andy hit him with one and he had the immediate response. We have that, he's gonna do that here shortly. It's like a trick now, like, you know, like what? <laughs> like he's gonna do his tricks very shortly. But first what I want him to do is I want him to like, when you're dialing, what do you, mm -hmm. what do you like ring ring, what do you say? Like how do you take control, set the tone, what are all the things that you do when dialing? Cause there's hundreds of people on here and there's thousands of them watch replay and they go, I just wanna copy what this guy's doing. Yeah. So let's give them some specific word tracks that you say to take control in these telesale calls and then we'll do the rebuttals after that. Cool. Yeah. Just want me to like ring you? I want you to, I, I always screw it up because I try to be funny and I'm not funny and or I try to just be normal and it ends up being funny. So you just do it and I'll, we'll just sit here and we'll watch. Okay, cool. So like okay. just like step, step one through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you're dialing, what happens? Yeah, so like this is, this is what my intro would be and I can explain just like really quickly why I do what I do um, right afterwards. Um, so ring, ring, hello. Hey, this is Tyler. Looks like I got some of the information that you had put in, Grady, looking at different information on life insurance programs. Were you just searching for you or for you and a loved one, right? There's always three questions that I ask at the beginning, and there's no specific reason. It's just that I want them to admit that they filled something out. Once they admit that they filled something out, I can have a conversation with them. Did you, were you looking around for you or for you and a loved one? Were you looking at final expense programs or to leave a little bit extra for your family? Or I'll confirm something, you know, like their date of birth, right? Um, Whatever they say after they admit that they filled it out, right? Yes, that is me. I'm looking around for just myself. Awesome. Well, there's going to be over 30 different companies that we have the opportunity to take a look at today. We're going to want to make sure we look at something that really does make sense for you to be able to distinguish which one that's going to be. Any kind of medical diagnoses or ailments in the past, right? And then I'm just going to go do some medical questions, any cancer, COPD, kidney, uh, liver issues, things like that, right? Smoker, non-smoker. Go ahead and grab a a pen and paper, Grady, I want to make sure I get you some of my information just so you do know who you're talking to today. Now, this is a highly regulated industry, so I want you to take down my NPN, which is my national producer number, and it's tied to all of my insurance licenses, as well as my personal cell phone number. And Grady, I don't always give this out, but I want to make sure that you have this because going forward, you're not going to ever have to call any insurance companies. You're never going to have to reach out to them and speak to any robots or wait on hold. You're going to be able to reach out to me directly. This is the same number that my mom actually calls me on. Okay, and I'm not like Jake from State Farm. I'm gonna be working with you and your family going forward, okay? 
So I'm just trying to separate myself. That's from, in the first 45 people. seconds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So three questions, complete control, clarifying health questions to make sure that you know what direction to go later mm -hmm. in the call. So when they start saying, well, I want to half a million a term and they have COPD and they're 68, you can just kind of taper them down, know where to go. And then you do the whole, here's my personal phone number, mm -hmm. which just builds massive trust. Yeah. Oh, the trust that he just established within a minute of that call is, I hope you guys all, that was worth showing up today. If you didn't, if you didn't gather that. So keep going, I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, from there, um, after that, I'm, I'm really just asking questions. I'm trying to figure out exactly what they're looking around for, what they believe it's going to look like. Cause some people, like you said, are trying to get $800,000 in coverage and they're you know, 89 years old. Right. Um, and that's just not something that we can do. Uh, so I'm just going to ask, Hey, you know, based off of earlier questions, um, you know, you're looking around for final expense coverage. Do you want to go final expense with burial or cremation, right? Uh, burial. Okay. How much does that cost? 15,000. Okay. And I think that we can both agree prices as time goes on are probably going to increase, right? Okay. And who's your beneficiary going to be for your policy? It's going to be little, little Susie. Okay. Well, does Susie have the money to be able to come up with that right now? What is this going to look like for her? Is she going to have to take a loan out? Is she going to have to borrow the money? Do a GoFundMe? Like, I just want to ask questions there just because like, that's, that's the separator of people making the decision today and tomorrow with Bob from down the street. Um, so as I'm just going through what their situation looks like, I want to just paint the picture of what it's actually going to be like with nothing in place or not enough in place or, you know, whatever the situation is right then and there. Um, and then I'll just talk about how uh, I want to ask more questions on that stuff. And every situation is just a little bit different, but that's kind of the framework, the basic stuff that I'm going to do right there. Um, and then once we go through this process and they explain, this is the most important thing. And I said confidence, you know, we talked a little bit about, about that before. And this is, I think, the thing that separates the people from getting the people to move forward today and eliminating the stall objections. Once people tell me that they need it or that their son or daughter or Anybody in their family is going to have to come out of pocket to be able to pay for this or whatever the reason is. It's the trial close is, hey, since it seems like it's not a matter of whether or not we're going to get the coverage today, we'll look at two to three different options. That way we can find something that makes sense for you and you can get the protection for them. Is that fair? Okay, got it. And then we're going to talk about how Americo has double accidental, it has living benefits and just really build the value up with the company. And, um, you know, in, also in there, I'm going to ask a little bit about their finances. I want to say, hey, you know, most people that I work with are either on $700 up to $1,500 of income on a monthly basis. Is that kind of where you sit as well, right? Just try to put them in a, a group there that makes them feel comfortable because that's who I work with. And then, you know, you know how much they make. You can kind of line something up that actually makes sense for them based off of that information. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the process. Then I'm just going to you know, hey, here's three options. Which one makes the most sense for you? But it's the attitude of it's not a matter of whether or not we're going to get it Say it today. again. Do the trial close again because that was so good. Yeah, since it isn't a matter of whether or not we're going to get the coverage today, we'll go ahead and look at two to three different options. Is that fair? Right? And it's, it's, it's the attitude of we're going to get it today because you need it. You just told me all the reasons that you need it, so we're going to get it. Like, it would be ridiculous if we just sat on the phone for 30 minutes and you told me all the reasons that you needed it and we didn't do anything. Like that is exactly why I think people, like when people have that attitude, they have success on the phones, yeah. 100%, because it's too easy to do a stall objection on phone sales for these people because they've been stalling just, their whole life. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you, so let's say we pick it, we boom, we submit. What is your 
end, close, tie down, about to hang up? Like, how do you solidify the sale? How do you hammer it home, create gratitude environment? What do you say at the last 30 seconds that goes, that keeps, keeps more business on the books and all that? What are your, what are your end of, end of call word tracks? Yeah. So I always ask for a, refer a referral right up, right afterwards. Um, okay. I'm always saying, I'm really glad that we were able to get your final expenses taken care of, but I want to make sure that you don't have to come out of pocket for anybody else's final expenses. So who around you doesn't have anything put in place right now because we need to make sure that we get them coverage. Uh, I say that and then I'll always say, you're going to get the policy in the mail seven to, 10, seven to 10 business days from now. When you get that, I want you to give me a call so we can go over it together just to make sure that you understand everything that's in there. Does that sound fair? And then I'll always send them an email just with you know, the details of the policy and my personal you know, contact info. That's awesome. And and that's it. Perfect. I'll reach out, reach out to me. If you have any questions, send them an email. Any, any follow-up calls? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, yeah, I, I like to reach out to them, um, you know, for a couple of different reasons, but I'll usually reach out like a month afterwards and I always try to ask for a referral and it's when you make that call to the referral, what do you say? It's always, or I'll ask them if they want to add on. So, and it's, it's always, Hey, um, you know, Susie, I'm really glad that we were able to get this taken care of for you. You know, the policy looks good. Everything's okay. The family's doing well. The dog's doing good. Right. You know, whatever they told me beforehand. Sure. Um, okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Now I want to make sure again that, you know, no one else has to, or you're not gonna have to come out of pocket for anybody else's final expenses. So is there anybody else that you can think of that we need to have a conversation with them about their financial situation? So you don't have to come out of pocket, right? Like I'm protecting them, like I'm sure. on their side. Um, and you know, sometimes I get a, a referral out of that and sometimes I don't, but I think it comes from a place of care. So I think it's, that's what, you know, what do you say to the referral when you call them? Hey, I just uh, had a conversation with Susie. We were actually able to get her set up with a life insurance policy. that's going to take care of the final expenses. She wanted me to reach out to you just because she mentioned that you don't have anything in place right now, or you could use a policy review just to make sure that you do have the best thing at the best rate. Cause I'm sure that you notice prices have been changing in the environment lately. Who do you have currently? Or do you have anything currently? Bingo. Bingo. Smooth as butter. All right, bro. Ready for the big show? Yeah. Let's do All it. right. So again, to preface this, Tyler spoke on stage at convention, crushed this, and I was so excited to see him up there because of see how you've grown from when I met you in September. And um, he nailed uh, 11 different objections. You want all 11? Got it? Yeah, whatever you want. All right. Do. Well, we're going to just roll. We're going to go through. You got me a list. He's going to go through them. Listen, this will be, if you're watching now, you're probably watching on YouTube or if you're watching, pay attention. Look for the YouTube videos, probably a standalone video. Um, Caitlin, you make that all look pretty. So, all right, Tyler Glennon here is gonna rock out uh, top 11 objections you get as a telesales producer. All right, my kids can pay for my burial expenses. Hey Grady, I can understand that, but even if your kids could come up with twenty dollars or $30,000 for your medical and final arrangements, I doubt that's a position that you would actually want to leave them in, making them spend all that money that they've worked so hard for, for their family. And just to come have to come up with any, financial burdens on them. Now, Grady, this stuff only takes us a couple of minutes. Let's make sure that we get it wrapped up for you. Kind of twisted on that one. No, nailed it. All right, next one. I just wanted to look into it. I'm not sure I need it right now. Grady, I can understand that. This is actually going to be something that you can't just go ahead and buy anyway. You're going to have to get qualified for it first, and that's really going to be up to the insurance carrier. Now, they just have me reaching out to get some of the information from the people who have it to the people who need it, and we do that by entering in your information into the system just to see what's even going to be available. Uh, next. I need to talk to my wife or husband before I can say yes. Grady, I can understand that, but let me ask you a question. If you were to pass on your way home from work or heading out to the store today, do you think she would be happy or upset that you went ahead and got something put in place for her? 
you just told me you didn't have anything put in place. And I think that we can both agree accidents happen all the time and we can't control the future. So if there was a teenager, Grady, who's texting and driving and swerved into your lane and ended up hitting and killing you, how grateful do you think she would be that you went ahead and got this put in place for her? Now, Grady, on the worst day of her life, when she's mourning and grieving, let's make sure she doesn't have any financial burdens to worry about. I don't want to give my routing and account number. Grady, I can understand that. The only thing I'd actually be able to do with your routing and account number is just deposit the money into your bank account. Now, the debit card is going to be the number that you're not going to want to give out over the phone. So what's the account number? I don't want to take care of it now. I can understand that, Grady. But let me ask you a question. Is this something that's important to you? Can you see how having life insurance would save your family the headache of having to come up with the immediate money when you pass? I think that we can both agree important things shouldn't be put off for tomorrow. Let's make sure that we get this wrapped up for you. This is not a good time. Grady, I can understand that. This isn't the most enthusiastic topic to speak about, but I just have an open account here with your name on it. It's my job to get this closed out here today. So Grady, when you were looking around, was it mainly for yourself or for you and a loved one? I already got that taken care of. No worries, Grady. I'm actually the underwriting advisor here assigned to your account today just to make sure that you do have the best policy at the best rate. So who'd you end up going with? I'm just shopping around. That's awesome, Grady. I'm glad to see that you're taking the necessary steps to put the protection in place for your family. We actually have access to over 30 different companies here, so we will be able to shop around today for you. I need to think about it. Grady, I can understand that, but since it isn't a matter of whether or not we're going to get the coverage here today, we're going to start off with at least a $10,000 policy. That way, there's at least something put in place for your family and the kids, and we can always come back and add on more. I never filled anything out. <laughs> No worries, Grady. We actually find that family members fill these out for loved ones from time to time. Looks like we have a date of birth listed here is 8-10-1998. Is that you? That is. Last and not least, I'm not interested. No worries, Grady. I can understand that. It's not the most exciting topic to speak about, but I think that we can both agree it is an important one. Looks like we have a date of birth here listed as 8-10-1998. Is that you? Drop a slam your fist on the keyboard. That was so freaking good. Tyler, so... That was amazing. Tremendous, focused, deliberate. I mean, I know some rejections and rebuttals and all the things, but like your intensity and posture and composure gives you the confidence to produce level you do. Couple of questions. Mm -hmm. How did you do that? Or how did, what is your mindset around that? Like what, give us some backstory in, on, on that. And then what do you, how do you teach agents that? Yeah. So I think just spending a lot of time around Andy Elliott, um, I've learned that it's the courage and the confidence that we have in what we sell is what separates the people that are very, very good at it from the people that do it at an average level. So knowing what to say in different situations helps out a lot because if I know what to say, no matter what anybody has to say to me, I know that I'm going to be able to defend the reason that we're on the phone today, right? And I want to give you reasons to buy today. So I just practice saying this stuff. I listen to my calls. Um, I just like to be reflective about the conversations and the way that they're going. Right. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say them in the mirror and I'll listen to them and I'll record them and I'll hear how I'm saying it. Cause a lot of times you can say it and you think it sounds good, but you know, there's 12 ums and four likes and it doesn't sound as smooth. So you want to practice until you can get them right because you know, this is your business and this is your life. And like, if you make it fun and it is fun, like I love doing this stuff and the business has changed my life because I've just been committed to it. So like, if you guys can get committed and you guys want to kill it in telesales, like, it just takes a little bit of time every single day, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, just practice. And, you know, the business will, will take you to, you know, your new life. <laughs> That's right, brother. Tyler, beyond grateful for you taking the time to come and see us today. Um, the team drops fives and TGs and any other emojis you can in the chat to show Tyler some love for what he poured out here on this call. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, reach out to Tyler, put his IG down here. You can hit him up and uh, connect with him, see if we can
give you some help and we're always looking to grow. So um, any, I'll, you get the final words, final words to the team of hundreds of people out there watching going, I want to do what he's doing. What's your, what's your final advice sent off the team today? Yeah, this is coming from a, a partner of mine, Nick. He likes to say, you know, if you want to put together, if you want this business to be your career and you want the, you know, to have a, in two years, you want to have a huge goal or you want to have a big agency or a ton of, of business on, on your book, right? You know, you can't do it in the snap of the fingers overnight, but what you can do is put together a two year and a five year plan and take 90 days just take daily actions to be able to get you there. So focus on today, focus on the next 90 days, put together an actionable plan that's actually going to start to build the foundation to the business that you want. Because again, you can't just snap your fingers and have an, a giant business and you know build the business that you want overnight, but you can take steps every single day to stack that up. And in 90 days, you can be you know on the way and on the path towards having the business that you do want. Hold it, bro. Thank you. Everyone. Appreciate you all. Grateful for you all. Grateful for Tyler. Follow him on Instagram. Talk soon, guys. Bye for now.